Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Another interesting week, another confusing week, another depressing week, a week that gives me greater concern than normal, and it seems like every week is a week for concern in recent years. I want to talk initially about Puerto Rico. I'm 82 years old. I've seen a lot of changes uh, along the way over the years, especially in government. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. Change is a certainty. It's like death that's going to happen. It's inevitable. But the changes in the last few years with our politicians is absolutely dramatic, uh, screwy, not understandable, especially in the case of Donald Trump. What he has done to Puerto Rico is absolutely disgusting. He's left these people basically on their own. He knows more people are required to help, yet he does not send them. So... Let me talk to you about something that I just discovered yesterday. A few newspapers or Internet sources have come out with this information, not even a half a dozen, probably four or five, and nowhere, this is really what bothers me, nowhere uh, have we heard anything about this in any of the news outlets on TV or radio. What am I talking about? Listen to what I'm about to say, my friends, because you may find it hard to believe. There are on the streets in in Puerto Rico at this moment armed, masked mercenaries. They are roaming the streets. They are in battle gear. They are carrying weapons, you know, machine gun type weapons, whatever they're called. They have, they're wearing masks. No one's face is showing. There is no insignia or tag showing where they come from or who they are. And they're there walking around. Sort of intimidation, maybe. I don't know why they're there. Uh, It's suspected that they might be part of academia. That is, you remember Blackwater? Uh, These are mercenaries that our government has been hiring for the last 10, 15 years to help fight our battles. So we don't know how much money we're actually spending on these foreign wars and how many people are dying or getting injured. Uh, They work frequently for our country, uh, supplementing our military forces in war zones. Now, the question I raise is, I want to know why the hell they're there, number one. Number two, who is paying them? And so forth. Now, when asked who they are, because people walk up and say, who are you? Uh, they say, and this is a quote, we, the, the response, by the way, is very vague. We work with the government. It's a humanitarian mission. We're helping Puerto Rico. We're helping Puerto Rico. I mean, this reminds me of the Nazi party on the streets of Athens, Greece, when I was there. Uh, but at least I knew who they were. They weren't wearing masks. What government, I want to know, and again, who is paying them, because they're not there for nothing. 
Uh, it turns out today I picked up that services, there's been bids put out, bid on this job there. And the jobs include things like uh, armed, uh, armed, armed services and armed security and so forth and protecting water and food. That's another thing they want these militaristic groups that I'm talking about to bid on, armed and unarmed security, protect food and water, okay? So I looked at some of the people who bid on this. There aren't that many bids, by the way. This is all coming down fast. This is new. Turns out that the Department of Homeland Securities, Department of Homeland Securities, an agency of the United States government, bid on the armed uh, services and unarmed services. They're going to go down there with guns and without guns, okay? Uh, Strange, isn't it? Armed masked mercenaries on the streets of San Juan. Would you believe it? Other parts of Puerto Rico also. What's happening in this country? Because let me tell you something. They may not be a state Puerto Rico. They are American citizens. They are a territory. What's happening there today could happen here tomorrow. Because I feel very insecure with our government today. I feel extremely insecure and, you know, I'm not an NRA guy. I am not an NRA guy at all. I don't believe people could, should carry guns. I've never had a gun in my hand in my life. But I'll tell you, a lot of the NRA people who I talk to, they want their guns because they want to protect themselves. They believe the government's going to come after us at some point. They may have something going there. They may be correct. I don't know anymore. But something like this makes me wonder, this is very wrong. Very un-American, should not be. Keep your eyes and your ears open to see if this thing unravels and people start talking about it, especially on the television news shows. I want to talk about Donald Trump very briefly. He's not going to, he's not going to take over the show tonight, trust me. Uh, even I have to get away from him sometimes. I, I consider Trump a destroyer. First, he was a builder. He built hotels. He built golf courses. Trump, the builder. As president, he has turned into a destroyer. Three examples. The Iranian agreement, a destroyer. Obamacare, a destroyer. Puerto Rico, a destroyer. I want to talk to you now about um, Key West. I want to give you a post-Irma update on Key West. Uh I assume you're interested. This is an experience. This whole thing about Irma has been an experience. Look what the hell it's done to Puerto Rico. First, first Irma, then Maria. We got hit with Irma. Not as bad as 20 miles north of us, but still bad. Here we are, what, almost a month later? Right? We're more than a month post the, the uh, hurricane. Hurricane was September 9th or 10th. It's now October 17th. Uh, what do we have here in Key West? We still have debris. Oh, my God, all the debris. Because we lost, I'd say we lost half our trees in, in the Key West area. Just first went the leaves with the wind. Then went the bark. Then went the trees themselves, okay? Now all this accumulates, and people clean up. I lost six trees. People clean up. They chop up the bigger branches. They, tr- ch- uh, they saw the trunk. They put them on the side of the road. The trucks come and pick them up. 
I've seen these trucks are working. People are cleaning up all day. The government's into this. The state's into it. The county's into it. The city's into it. Everyone's busting their ass. People are helping their neighbors. People are out there helping each other. It's wonderful. We, we don't seem to reduce the amount of debris. Oh, my God. We're cleaning up the main streets. They're generally clean. However, the side streets, both sides are plugged. It's one-way traffic. Uh, and still on Duval Street, our, our, I'd say on Duval Street, 25 to 30% of the stores, businesses, bars, and restaurants, and some of the hotels are still closed. Some are hoping to open by this weekend because Fantasy Fest, our 10-day party every year, starts Friday. Uh, some aren't going to open until after November 1st. Some aren't going to open until after the first of the year. It depends on the degree of the damage. Because some of the buildings got damaged, too. You have to understand this. There was a lot of water damage besides, even though the surge wasn't a problem. Uh, again, Fantasy Fest begins Friday. Uh, the city made the decision to continue with it. When Wilma came here a couple of years ago, or five years ago, they... they uh, pushed off uh, Fantasy Fest for a month. Five weeks, I think it was. We didn't do Fantasy Fest till early December. Normally, it's Halloween. This year, they decided to go with it, and I think I understand why. The city needs it. Key West needs it. The people need it. We are a tourist community. Unless there are tourists here, more than half this population doesn't eat. How many people I have talked to in the last month were out of work, they did not get paid by their employer, which is understandable for the time they were out, some did. Those that didn't are worrying about their rent payments that passed October 1 and they could not meet them. They're being pressured by their landlords who have bills to pay too. Everybody's being choked. It's a bad situation. I can see why they want to bring the crowds back. Uh, today, no, yesterday, no, yesterday, yesterday, Sunday, Sunday, I'm sorry, today's Tuesday. Sunday, a cruise ship came in, first one. Thousands of people came in here for seven and a half hours into Key West. I did not see them because I was not downtown during the day. However, from reports I have been given, these people had a wonderful time. They found the open bars. They found the open restaurants. They didn't care this building was shuttered. They didn't care there were trees and debris lined up on the side of the streets. They enjoyed themselves. So we'll see. Hopefully, our Fantasy Fest will work out. Uh, I've mentioned this a few times. I don't know if I mentioned it on the show. I have written a book about Irma. I believe it will be the first one to be published. It's called Irma and Me. Uh, I finished the book immediately upon returning from being an evacuee. Uh, finished Sunday, worked four hours with Sloan to do the little things, the index, put the photographs in, uh, do the acknowledgments. That took us another four hours. We had, a, we had a 12 noon deadline with the publisher. Everything got out to him. He tells me perhaps by the end of the week the book may be available, will be available on Amazon. Irma and Me, the story of Irma and Lewis. Uh, and I wasn't here for the hurricane. I got my ass out of here, as did 80% of the people living in Key West. But it's what we heard, where we went, how Irma, I believe Irma chased me all the way to Birmingham, Alabama. Absolutely amazing. I go to Pompano, it's going to go there. I go to Atlanta, it's gonna, it went there. I go to Birmingham, Alabama to the west because the hurricane's on the east. It comes to Birmingham, Alabama as a late rain. 
Uh, so that's why I call it Irma and Me. Look for it. I'll be promoting it. I'll be telling you. Buy it and read it. It'll be inexpensive. It's only a softback book. I said earlier there are two things that are a certainty. Uh, things change. And death. Now, just bear with me for a moment here. I want to bring something up on my computer. Uh, there is a teenage young lady girl. She's a young lady. And she is dying of cancer. Just bear with me a minute here, because I want to read you something. I should have had this ready. I apologize. I'll be here in a second. Here we go. Come, come, come. Oh, it's George. Bear with me. All right, stay with me on this. You'll find it interesting. I'm going to be reading this uh, once I get into the poem. She wrote a poem. Again, the poem is by a teenage young lady who will be dead from cancer in six months. The poem, Slow Dance. Her message basically is to live life to its fullest. Recognize, my friends, that this young lady will never make it to a prom, graduate from high school, or be married and have a family of her own. This is a very touching thing this young lady has written, and uh, you will be touched. It's impossible not to be. And here's what she wrote, Slow Dance. Have you ever watched kids on a merry-go-round or listened to the rain slapping on the ground? Ever followed a butterfly's erratic flight or gazed at the sun into the fading night? You better slow down. Don't dance so fast. Time is short. The music won't last. Do you run each day on the fly when you ask, how are you? Do you hear the reply? When the day is done, do you lie in bed with the next hundred chores running through your head? You better slow down. Don't dance so fast. Time is short. The music won't last. Ever told your child, we'll do it tomorrow, and in your haste, not see his sorrow? Ever lost touch? Let a good friend die, because you never had time to call and say hi. You'd better slow down. Don't live so fast. Time is short. The music won't last. When you run so fast to get somewhere, you miss half the fun of getting there. When you worry and hurry through your day, it is like an unopened gift thrown away. Life is not a race. Do take it slower. Hear the music before the song is over. God bless this young lady. All right, now, moving on. I am now going to talk about stone crabs. To those of you who are not familiar with stone crabs, let me introduce you to one of the very finest meals only available in the very far southeast of Florida, Stone crabs are a form of crabs that are only grown in Biscayne Bay, which is outside of Miami, and it comes down into the Keys through Key West. Big thing in, down here. Delicious. I mean, it, it's the most, to me, it's the most fantastic meal in the world. If I had one last meal, they're going to execute me tomorrow, it would be stone crabs. Absolutely no question in my mind. Well, stone crab season isn't all year. It just opened this past Sunday. I haven't had any yet, and I will not be able to get to them till Thursday night. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that meal. Now, Irma had an effect. Hurricane Irma had an effect even on the stone crabs. Uh, two of the uh, fishermen, stone crab fishermen, they put traps up. 
I, I, by the way, I have helped people trapping. Uh, Howard Livingston, the singer down there, years ago before he was Howard Livingston, the singer, he was still uh, a, a big-time CEO with a uh, railroad diesel company he owned up in Chicago. Uh, he used to take me out with him because he put traps out, and I'd help him bring them up and take out the stone crab, and you only clip one, one, uh, one claw off of it because they stay alive. They rejuvenate that crawl claw and you throw them back in the world well down here the, this is a money-making business big money this is this is multi-million dollar business for, for the florida keys alone for key west anyhow irma one fellow had 2500 traps another fellow had 2500 traps out there they each lost approximately 1500 traps to irma where they went they don't know they're gone all over the ocean because of the hurricane uh, they busted their ass since Irma the last three weeks, making more traps. They're, they're wood cages, and threw them in the water, hoping that they might benefit from that. So we'll see what comes up. But I can tell you what's going to happen now. They're going to be expensive this year because we don't have as many as we normally do. Uh, but they're worth it. Whatever they're going to cost, they're worth it. They are that good. And if you ever have an opportunity to have a stone crab i'm not talking about maryland crabs or things like that stone crabs are unique have it robots i haven't talked about robots in a long time uh and they're all over the place they keep coming to the forefront the artificial intelligence involved they're replacing man jobs all the time but as far as I'm concerned, they're not really replacing them. They're making things more efficient, but you need people to maintain the robots. You need people to make the robots. So there's a whole other industry that grows up. So you lose one job, you learn another one that you can handle for 20 years. Anyhow, there is now, listen to this, a salad bar robot. A salad bar robot. Uh, turns out, think of salad bars. You go to restaurants. I didn't know until I read the article on this, that salad bars are, are full, they're magnets for bacteria and viruses. Germy as hell. Yeah. I'll never eat another salad <laughs> at a salad bar after what I read. And this apparently is a concern. And a company in Silicon Valley, while well, the young geniuses are out there designing things, invented a new salad robot salad bar robot and the robot is called sally the salad robot isn't that cute sally the salad robot uh i don't know what it looks like i don't know how it works uh, it's going to eliminate jobs but it will add a couple of jobs I, it was an interesting article but pretty soon what you saw in the restaurant as a salad bar will not look that way anymore there's probably going to be a box standing in front of you, maybe five, six feet high, four feet wide, three feet wide, and you're going to press a button. You want a Caesar salad, and that Caesar salad is going to come out to you, and it's not going to be full of bacteria and viruses. Uh, they're, going to, they're going to keep it as clean as possible, and it's, it's going to be more fresh than anything you're eating at the present time. Interesting, isn't it? Okay. Have you ever seen the White House in Washington, D.C.? Now, I have never been in the White House, though I have seen it from outside the fence as a tourist. Uh, I didn't have the time to take the tour. And i got to tell you something. 
when you see pictures of the White House, it looks huge. But when you're there standing in the street, Pennsylvania Avenue, and you're looking at the White House, it's not really that big. I thought it looked small, tiny in comparison to what I expected. It's large, but not that large. Anyhow, how big it is, I never knew, and I'm going to share with you what I found out. I happened to come across this, how big it is. 132 rooms, 132 rooms, 35 bathrooms, no waiting in line, and three kitchens. Absolutely amazing, because to look at it, I would never have believed it. Well, government screws up. I don't have to tell you that. My God, look at how our government's screwing up today. While I'm on this, let me say two things to you about government, because I'm going to talk about state government right now. Our federal government is screwing up all over the place. I don't think I get any argument on that. Forget who's the blame or how it started or when it happened. It's screwing up. Some state governments are screwing up big time. Other state governments are doing extremely well. I have become a fan of Republican Governor Rick Scott, governor of Florida. This man seems to make every move the right way with Irma here. Uh, how he prepared the state, how he prepared the people for Irma, how he helped during Irma, how he is helping them post to Irma, how he knows that from Cuba at least 150,000 people will are coming here and will be here within the next two or three weeks in total. Where are the kids going to school, go to school? Where are these people going to live? He's got to get them jobs right away. Jobs are being created. Uh, the p- parents are being assured their children will get a college education. He's getting everything set up, which is wonderful. I, I thought he was in a horse's ass until Irma. Man, I support him 100%. He, he, doesn't, he just comes out and says, this is what we're going to do, and what we're going to do is what should be done. There's no bullshit back and forth, and nobody helped me here, and I didn't get that. He has the bases covered. The other governor I'm impressed with is Cuomo in New York State, my former uh, residence. Very quietly, he is sending people to Puerto Rico. He is sending food, water, and everything else they need to Puerto Rico on a constant basis. While Trump says, oh, my God, you don't understand. It's an island in the middle of the ocean, you know, and they got to distribute the food. We'll get it there in the water. Well, how the hell can you distribute to the island if 100 bridges are down and most of the roads are washed away? All right. You need the government in there. You don't need the mercenaries in there, the masked armed mercenaries. You need more military. It's very simple how to do this job, and I'm not – I'm not a genius at, you know, helping to recover a a disaster area. Bring in the helicopters. Put the food and water on the helicopters. And where a vehicle can't go, a truck can't go, they can go. And they can bring food and water to everybody on that island. They can bring them materials, et cetera, to help in the rebuilding. Why the hell aren't they doing that? This isn't my genius. This is said a lot by people. I don't understand. Well, let me give you an experience here where a government has failed to an extent. The government of the state of Kansas, okay? And it seems, you know, it's like everything else in life. Uh, If you're a person that generally does things right and you don't screw up, when you do screw up, it's a big one. I don't know if Kansas does things well or poorly, but this sounds like a major screw-up. They have a foster care system in Kansas. 
they can't account for 70 children. They don't know what happened to them, which you believe it. And most of these are young girls, which is a problem because uh, we live in a, a time of white slavery and young girls being brought into it in this country, brought out of the country to go to the Middle East, etc., and serve as prostitutes. They lost 70 kids. They don't know where they are. Uh, and this has been in a public hearing openly acknowledged by a state officer in charge of the program. Uh, a disaster, a disaster. Let me talk about Charlottesville. Remember Charlottesville? Back on August 12th, uh, we had they wanted to tear down a Confederate statue. Then there was this major confrontation by neo-Nazis, with neo-Nazis Ku Klux Klan, and white supremacists on one side. Uh, Someone was killed. A car drove into the crowd, killed a young lady. Uh, we don't hear much of Charlottesville since. Well, let me tell you two stories about Charlottesville since. The neo-Nazis have returned three times since August 12th to Charlottesville, the most recent time last week. The neo-Nazis are led by their big mucky muck, their supreme leader, Richard Spencer, He's an alt-right leader and founder of the neo-Nazi group. Their visits are quick. Uh, they bring in a busload or two of people. They tell the city in advance we're coming in because they have to let the authorities know, uh, become aware, I guess. They park the bus. They tell them where they're going to march. They tell the city where they're going to march. They march, and they're out of there in 10 or 15 minutes, back on the bus and back out. But what they're doing is peeling the scab off the wound, making the people of Charlottesville be aware that they're here and they're going to stay here. The mayor has said, and I quote, you're not welcome here, go home. The neo-Nazi chants on the street are the response. Quote, you will not replace us, you will not erase us. Quote, we're back and we're going to keep coming back. Wow, okay? Now, there is a young man, 20 years old, a black man, DeAndre Harris. The night of the August 12th confrontation, the big one, uh, one of the neo-Nazis, one of the white supremacists, rather, came at him with a Confederate flag on a pole, and he was going to spear him with the flagpole. So Harris had a flashlight in his hand, and he took a swipe at the guy. Whether he actually hit him or not, I don't know. But uh, four or five other white supremacists jumped on top of uh, Harris with the other guy who wanted to spare him, and they're beating the shit out of him. I mean, they're using baseball bats. This is all on video, by the way. They're using baseball bats. They're using poles, etc. Not initially. <coughs> As they were beating him up, and he's trying to get up, and he's going down, and he's bleeding like hell, this altercation moved in front of a public parking garage where there were video cameras that picked it up. They didn't pick up the sparing and the flashlight swipe, but they picked up the rest. Well, nobody knew who these four or five people were, but DeAndre, his attorney, and the authorities were able to figure it out by the pictures on the videos, and they found out who four of them are. Four arrest warrants out. Two of the people have already been arrested. Okay? This is a brutal beating. Trust me, brutal. Kicking this guy like hell in the groin. My God. Okay. Well... Two are arrested, warrants out for the other two. These are not dumb people. These are smart people. They sort of piss in your face or spit in your face. Either way, it's bad. It's an insult. 
one of the fellows arrested, the guy who was going to spare him with the flagpole, went to a judge and got a warrant of arrest for Harris because he hit him with the flashlight. Well, Harris says, I don't know if I hit him or didn't hit him. I know I swiped at him. Uh, he was defending himself, I assume. Anyhow, uh, now you got why this judge gave out this warrant, I don't know. Because now you have a he said, she said, he said, he said situation. I practiced in New York for almost a half century. Never saw anything like this happen. First went to the police. If they had a case, they got it. The other guy was arrested. The guy that was arrested could not get the other fellow arrested until the first case was over. And then you had your chance, depending on who won the first case, to bring your case. Because you just can't have these two cases being tried at the same time. The system does not work out that way. And so now we got some asshole judge that did something wrong that's going to screw up the system down there. And before we know it, there's going to be justice brought to the uh, bad guys, the white supremacists, the neo-Nazis, the alt-right. Which now brings us to, I'm down to 90 seconds. Well, I'm not going to tell you the rest. I was going to talk about reptiles. You know, this Irma is a bad situation. Uh, We got iguanas and snakes and toilets down here. In Malaysia, iguanas are showing up in toilets. Would you imagine sitting on a toilet and you look down and you see a snake or, or an iguana between your legs? And a uh, five-foot snake in Pretoria, South Africa recently. Uh, that was very difficult to get out of the commode. Anyhow, that's the show for this week. Uh, please watch for the publication of my book. I'll be writing about it on my blog when it hits. Irma and me might start looking at Amazon uh well, I'd say Friday, Saturday to see if it's there. Yet yeah. Irma and me, Louis Patron. And uh, if you're tempted, buy it. I, I want to see it sell. Not for any other reason that I wrote one book and only sold 140 copies. I think this is going to sell more. I also do a live video once a day, two or three minutes on Facebook, Key West Lou Live, where I talk about whatever moves me at the moment. Thank you for joining me this week. I enjoyed uh, presenting the show to you. I look forward to being with all of you next week. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.